Today, one of the great names in Paul Bunyan Country Fishing, Minnesota and National Freshwater Fishing Hall of Famer Chip Lear stops by to talk about the National Walleye Tour. It's coming back and much, much more. Hey, thanks for joining me today on Fishing Paul Bunyan Country, presented by Northland Fishing Tackle. Well, today a great friend of the show is back, Chip Lear of ChipLear.com, uh, outstanding outdoorsman in the North Country National and Minnesota Freshwater Fishing Hall of Fame member. Uh, Chip, always good to have you on the show. Thanks for taking a few minutes today. Well, it's great to be here, and what a great time of year it is, because we got everything right outside our, our doors. Absolutely a beautiful time of year to be outside. It absolutely is, and of course the fish are biting. Um, we're getting into a real hot weather time period, though, Chip. That sometimes hampers the walleye bite, but the bass are biting. The muskie's starting to pick up. Uh, pretty much everything's going at this moment. It's a great time of year. I mean, this is when you know these fish are settling into a, a summer routine. They're feeding fairly regular, uh, and you're going to be able to target fish in specific times and places because they they do just that. It becomes uh, a portion of the calendar year where we know the fish are going to turn on at dawn and dusk, and uh, whether it's a, a weed edge or a shallow flat, there's going to be some there's going to be some fish, and they're going to show up there regularly. Yeah, if you can make it so you'd be out there at dawn or dusk, that's your best bet. Uh, high blue skies, no wind, flat water can be an awful t- tough time to catch some fish. It certainly can make it a little bit more difficult. Uh, there's no doubt about that. It's also, a, you know, a time of year where we need to be a little bit more prudent and uh, take care of our fisheries as well, Kevin. I mean, it, it, in this really warm water, as much as we love to fish, we got to be a little bit choosier and pickier to to protect the fish. So um, it's not the time of year that you want to go out and you know put big numbers of. of trying to, especially in, in walleyes and particularly in, in muskies, that it, this really hot water is really hard on these fish. So uh, it's not something you want to overplay fish. It isn't something that you want to, uh, you know, just catch a bunch of fish and and you got to be a little careful with, I don't know if I want to say it exactly like that, you don't want to catch a bunch of fish because you do want to catch fish, but we have to learn a little bit of restraint because it's, Every catch and fight stresses fish, so they don't always release as healthy as we want them to. I know one of the concerns I've heard a lot more of the last few years, and I don't know if people are just more aware of it, but uh, talking about these fish that are really deep, you know, like say in uh, in uh, Walker Bay, where the, you know you're pulling them up from you know fifty, sixty feet down, sometimes uh, that can really be a strain on a fish and, and might not even be be able to survive a catch and release situation. Well, and in fact, it's a, it's a really good point that you bring up there. I mean, fish do suffer from a, a, it's something called barotrauma. In fact, uh, Steve Quinn, Al Linder, and Ron Linder, along with the Linder staff, just uh, actually has done an in-depth study about barotrauma, and 
the effectiveness uh, that it portrays on freshwater species. It's been predominant in saltwater species and the red snapper um, and a lot of saltwater fish that are much deeper most of the time. Um, it's been a little bit more predominant, and we've been aware of that a little bit more. But nobody's really addressed it and looked at it on how it affects, you know, upper Midwest, uh, you know, freshwater, natural lake fish like what we deal with around here. And, and we've all been there. We've all seen this take effect. You catch a fish from deeper water, 20, 40, 50 feet of water, they come up and, you know, they, there's that bladder protruding out of their, uh, out of their mouth. Well, it makes it impossible for these fish to, to be released. Um, and it's something we really have to, pay attention to so uh, in fact if, if anybody's interested in, in it I, I bring it up because um, the article there's two versions of the article that, that the lenders and Steve Quinn put together the both of them are on chiplear.com so you can get to there go to the blog and click on there's a long form and there's a short version so there's uh, there's two different versions of that article investigating their trauma and how it relates to freshwater species in our neighborhoods and it's really an eye-opener um, and will teach us how to take care of fish and protect our fisheries moving forward because it's something as we have gotten better as anglers and been able to target fish in more places throughout a calendar year um, there's less places for fish to hide and subsequently we can we can impact fisheries uh, much more so than we may think so uh, we got to pay attention to these things, and hopefully we can learn from this, and maybe there's something we can do to protect those fishers, fish in the, those deeper waters. From what I've been seeing and hearing, it's definitely more people fishing this year. I know we had, you know, we, we talked about it earlier, the uh, the big increase in, in license sales, and that's uh, corresponding with people on the water. So this could be a, there's a lot of people out there trying to catch fish right now, so it could be a, an interesting year as far as how that works. It's wonderful. It's great to see all the people out, out fishing and, and taking part in the in the sport. I know I'm, it certainly will be interesting to see how many people uh, continue with it, and I and I certainly hope they do. I mean, I think all outdoor recreation activities have seen an uptick. Uh, you know, whether it was, whether it's kayaking or biking or hiking or camping or running, everybody wants to seem to find a little bit of. Uh, what, how do we want to say it? Naturally resource social distancing, mm-hmm. something along that line, mm-hmm. which uh, which is all good. Um, I hopefully they uh, they respect the resource and can get back out there and enjoy it for for years to come. Well, I do work in the media. Not the media people seem to cr- criticize a whole lot. I hope, but. I notice for me when I'm outside and I'm listening to birds and I'm watching ducks and loons go by and I'm on the water and I don't have CNN or Fox or MSNBC on or I don't have, uh, you know, the latest news story on my screen, my state of mind is a lot better. That's one of the biggest reasons that I spend out time, out time outdoors, Kevin, is to recenter myself, especially in today's with, with as many social issues as that we are faced with um, and the pandemic issues that we're faced with and, and learning to deal with, um, I'm finding it more important than ever to find my own own time and my own place. And that's one of the reasons that I get out and hike on the North Country Trail. It's one of the reasons I get out um, and, and run, bike, and also fish because I really need that time away. Um, and part of fishing for me 
is is a little bit of solitude and a little bit of self time because I think it uh, it kind of you're spot on with the fact that it helps put all of life's issues in perspective. Have you uh, where have you been out fishing these days? Mostly right around home. I haven't traveled out of state uh, not since March fifteenth or thereabouts. I've pretty much been in you know Cass, Hubbard, Beltrami. Uh, Morrison County, Crowing County, you know, pretty much all upper north central Minnesota here, and uh, bopping between all of our area lakes within a within a drive, and it's been it's been really fun because we've I think we've had some some great temperatures, we've had some really good fishing as things have come into uh, heated up here as we've gotten into summer, and fish have acted and responded uh, just as we would expect them to. They're, they're, they're happy, healthy, and hungry, and it's one of the things that uh, we like most about midsummer fishing. Right now, as we get into midsummer like this, uh, it's one of my favorite times of the year. I will spend almost all of my time uh, plucking in and or around weed edges and, uh, and finding those fish right there because I think it's one of the biggest magnets any one of these bodies of water have in north central Minnesota is the is the weeds, and if you just find yourself and can put a presentation in a place near them, you're going to find some active fish. Sometimes it's going to be the the shallow edge of the weeds. Other times it's going to be the deep edge, mainly edge of the weeds. But either way, whether it's the deep or shallow, there's going to be some active fish at some point. And it's going to be virtually every fish in, in the lake. A lot of them, not all of them. You know, there are some basin there are some basin fish out there sure. and some deep structured fish out there, but. There's always a resident population of fish around weeds. That's one of the reasons that uh, we love them so, so well. And uh, and what a what a great time of year to to pick apart those weeds and find the right fish. Plus, the advantage to fishing shallower weed fish means generally means in this neighborhood you're fishing less than 15 feet, catch, uh, fight, release a fish. It's uh, it's very safe. It's good for the fish. It's good for you. Um, and you stand much less chance of a uh, any kind of delayed mortality because once where well, we're sitting right now with water temperatures in the mid upper 70s and even approaching and, and topping out in the 80 degree mark in places, uh, this is where things get really dicey. Um, and for a lot of these a lot of these fish that are uh, spend any kind of time up in that extreme hot water. So uh, when you're tossing along the reed edges, what are you throwing out there right now? Well, it really depends on what you want what you're after, what you're trying to catch. I mean, I think that, uh, I think one of the, I, I like big lipped crankbaits for working on the deep edges of the weeds to make contact to do two things. One, find out how deep those, those, uh, those weeds go and to try to make contact with any aggressive fish down there. I'll follow it up with some sort of jig and plastic. Now, that jig and plastic may vary a little bit, whether it's a bass or a walleye or a panfish, whatever I'm trying to pick apart after that. By for the most part, going and attack these uh, these weed edges with a with a big big deep lipped crankbait and just try to get down there, make sure that I make contact with the weeds, and then get some sort of reaction out of a fish down there. Fishing is the topic. Chip Lear is the expert. This is Fish and Paul Bunyan Country, presented by Northland Fishing Tackle. This is Fish and Paul Bunyan Country, presented by Northland Fishing Tackle. Chip Lear is my guest today. And, Chip, what's been biting mainly for you lately? 
For myself, I've been doing almost all my bass fishing. I've been doing a lot of largemouth fishing, um, a lot of lot of flipping in in the weeds, a lot of big big heavy you know jungle jigs you know from Northland fishing tackle tipped with some sort of oversized plastic in the back to, to slow the descent and change the profile approach a little bit and sometimes add a little bit of a different color to the to the presentation. But I'm spending a lot of time flipping the shallow weeds um, for the for the largemouth, otherwise on the deep edge of the weeds, I'll pretty much one of my favorite midsummer presentations. You can do them a lot of different ways, but I just I love jig worms. I can't get enough of them. Just uh, just a nice big ribbon tail worm with a with anywhere from a quarter to a half ounce jig, and just flip it out and let her fly. Anything out there that has taken you by surprise this year? Oh gosh. Um, just how much, how hot it is. I don't, I don't know if it's my age or what it is, but it seems incredibly hot. I don't take the sun near like I, I used to. So I'm trying to concentrate most of my fishing time to the uh, to the low light hours in the morning, a little bit in the evenings, but for the most part, it's been a, a few hours sit in the morning, and I'm ready to uh, I'm ready to come ashore. So I don't I don't know if there's anything that's caught me that far off guard other than just summer heat. Mm-hmm. Uh, but nothing on any of the lakes uh, that uh, that concerns you or, or, or worries you for the future at this point. No, I think most of the lakes and everything's in, in pretty good shape. I'm really impressed. If I'm if I'm fearful of anything, it's just uh, I'm excited about the same thing. Um, and that's the numbers of anglers that I'm seeing. I obviously live in Walker, Minnesota. Spend most of my time on Leech Lake. The number of people that are out enjoying the resource is absolutely fabulous. Um, of course, you're always worried about pressure on a resource, but a big, healthy fishery like what we have, and I think when people respect it and take care of it, it, uh, it should be here for, for a long time to come and for all of us to enjoy. Um, I mean, I think the one thing that I, I really do want to stress with people, and especially uh, anybody that gets up to this area that, gets out and try some musky fishing um, early in this warm weather this is uh, this is a time that you really got to be careful with these fish um, and even even big walleye for that that instance it's not the time of year in this heat that you catch the fish net it take it out of the water and, and hoist it up and try to take a whole bunch of pictures and uh, and let it go and water photos and quick releases are really really important in terms of taking care of those fish and getting them back down um, into waters that are of a temperature that they're much more used to. This, uh, this upper 70s, 80-degree encroachment of, of water temperatures is, is really hard on most of these fish. Okay. Hey, one of the things that's, that started to happen again, I'm sure you're excited about it, is the National Walleye Tour is back. We are back in our first scheduled event. is going to be July 23 and 24 on the Bay of Green Bay in Oconto, Wisconsin. Uh, early indications that we're going to have a, a sizable field ready to take off for the largest person walleye fishing again. Um, we've backed everything up. We're supposed to start uh, back in April, but uh, we're, we're going to have July, August, September, and October for three events and a championship that will be in the middle of October in Huron, Ohio, Lake Erie. So it's going to be an interesting ride. Um, I'm really excited about the, the lake choices, uh, the bodies of water going from Green Bay up to the St. Mary's River and Sault Ste. Marie, Michigan. 
uh, Lake Sakakalia in North Dakota in September, or a garrison, and then, like I said, the championship on Lake Erie, I think we potentially could have some of the, probably the largest average size walleye that we've had over the entire season, um, over four events, because they're all big fish fisheries. They're all incredibly in good shape um, right now. I mean, they're kind of at the, at the pinnacle of where I've ever seen all of these fisheries at one time. So I think we're going to see a lot of big fish now. Of course, we need weather and some things to go our way, but it's going to be uh, it'll be it'll be a lot of fun and and it's going to be a different year. I don't know what uh, all the new policies and procedures will <laughs> will mean for getting fish in and weighed um, and uh, and released, but we're going to work hard to make sure that the one that the anglers are safe and taken care of in terms of our. Uh, our COVID practices, and obviously we want to take care of the fish every bit as well. Okay, that's uh, that's going to be interesting to see. Indeed, I was wondering about uh, what kind of processes will be in place, but uh, I'm, I'm sure that they've been working on this for quite some time to get this ready to go. You know what, we're working on it, but we're still talking about it a couple times a week. We have, we have meetings and exactly how the procedure is going to work, because it's all going to be new. Um, we're trying to learn from watching other events. I mean, Bassmaster has been uh, handling uh, some events, and there's some other circuits that are out there that you know you, you, you pay attention to how they're executing and figure out what's working and what's not working. Um, and we'll implement as best we can. It's you know, anytime it's new for the anglers and the staff, there's always going to be a little bit of a, a learning curve, probably at this first event, but. Um, we're looking to make it go as, as smooth and as possible, and obviously you want to you want to make it safe for the anglers and the and the fish. I don't know what kind of a stage show um, that we're going to have as we have had in the past, but you are going to be able to watch the weigh-ins live. We're going to continue with that. You can go to my Chip Lear's Facebook page. We'll have the the weigh-ins live every day of the event, as well as the National Walleye Tours Facebook page, or you can go to the website as well. And links will be right there from mychiplier.com. So you can get right to the site, get to the tournament right through my website. I tell you, one of the things that has really seemed to take off this year is people tried to find new ways to have tournaments. It's a good time to be in the uh, fish tournament app business. Well, <laughs> and you know what? Who knows where this is all going to go? It's really, I mean, I think that we're, we're, we're watching an evolution of change and there's, there's an opportunity here for, for as, as this all comes, I mean, we all kind of gripe and groan when things are not like once like they once were. Mm-hmm. But with like these new fishing tournament apps and doing things digitally, um, live events taking place on you know digitally, whether it be on social media or just live feeds on different websites or apps that are out there, it's really kind of an interesting interesting time. And I. Who knows what this is all going to look like in a year or two? I mean, the, the thing that encourages me the most is that most of these electronic digital type versions of tournaments are much better for the fisheries. They're much better for, um, they're easier for the anglers. They're in, and in reality, if once we learn how to do it, I think they might be almost easier for some of the, uh, the management organizations that are putting on these events and we could see things getting bigger and broader. Um, they certainly work for charity events. There's, they've, they've had a good, good uh, run of it here this spring, and a lot of the without these digital apps, I mean, there's hundreds of thousands of dollars that have been raised for nonprofits that would not have 
had that opportunity before if it wasn't for these digital apps. Now, trying to implement that into a professional circuit where we've got to have a little bit more control and there's a little bit more at risk in terms of, you know, of, of money and winnings, you know, you've got to have some sort of, of, uh, of judge or official in the boat to make sure that the scales are, are proper and everybody's on the up and up there. I think we work out a few of those details, and this could get really fun moving forward because it, it opens up and changes format possibilities. Um, it, there's, I, I've got all sorts of things that I would love to try with some of these apps. We just got to get there and see how it works. I could talk with Chip Lear forever, but it would probably drive him nuts. Nonetheless, he is patient enough to join me for one more segment next. This is Fish and Paul Bunyan Country, presented by Northland Fishing Tech. So I once again want to remind you of the first ever Lucan's Village Foods United Way Fishing Tournament, also sponsored by Coca-Cola of Bemidji and Fish and Paul Bunyan Country. Really unique tournament and perfect for a COVID-19 summer. All you need to do is download the Fish Donkey app, find the United Way Bemidji Tournament, and get registered. One $200 fee for your two-person team, and you're basically in two tournaments. you got a bass tournament and a walleye tournament, $3,000 first prize based on 100 boats for both categories, and you can win both categories. And you've got a lot of flexibility and a lot of time. It's a three-day tournament. You start at 7 a.m. Friday, July 24th through 2 o'clock that Sunday afternoon, and you can fish any lake in Beltrami, Clearwater, and Hubbard counties. It's catch, photo, and release. Fish Donkey app takes care of all the work. You can get more details at unitedwaybemidji.org, or you can download the Fish Donkey app and get registered. It's a great cause. It's going to be a great tournament. Helps the United Way of the Bemidji area. We hope you'll be part of it. The Lucan's Village Foods United Way Fishing Tournament is also sponsored by Coca-Cola of Bemidji and Fish and Paul Bunyan Country, as well as Nailers, First National Bank Bemidji, Paul Bunyan Communications, Hills Plumbing and Heating, uh, Amity Graphics, Dick Beardsley Fishing Guide Service, Acme Tools, Dick's Plumbing and Heating, L&M Fleet Supply, Northwoods Bait and Tackle, Sanford Health, Visit Bemidji, and Northland Fishing Tackle. Welcome back to Fish and Paul Bunyan Country, presented by Northland Fishing Tackle. I'm Kev Jackson. My guest today, Hall of Famer Chip Lee. Hey, another thing you've been uh, very, very uh, vocal about is the Minfish Sport Fishing Foundation and Coalition. I'm reminded about that because I just got an email saying my uh, charter membership needs to be renewed pretty soon. So uh, tell us about that and uh, why you like that uh, organization so much. Well, I'll I'll just wait right here until you renew, and then we'll continue. But that's the, I'm not saying we need you, Kevin. I'm just saying we need you, Kevin. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'll renew. No, no worries. <laughs> no, uh, the Minfish is continuing to to work with the legislators in St. Paul on a, a number of fishermen related issues. You can go to minfish. dot com to check those out, but. Um, because nobody's been there to give anglers a voice with the state legislators and to fight for better boat accesses and to make sure there's equal opportunity and fishing opportunities for, for high school and youth organizations across the state. Um, and also to, to work with area fisheries, private and public, uh, to help raise monies for, um, Fish rearment and uh, and stocking programs. So it's it's a great organization. They got a really neat contest going on right now, which you can enter online by going to the website. Um, you get a chance uh, just by getting there and registering for Minfish, which by the way is free. You can uh, decide if you want to 
up your membership and become a a, a, a paid member. That is welcome as well because they certainly need the, the monies there. But it is free just to have your voice heard in St. Paul. Um, and with that, you can get a chance to jump in the boat with legendary Hall of Fame angler Al Linder for a day. Uh, and that would be coordinated with you at some area lake here in Minnesota. Or uh, they're also giving away a rainy lake houseboat trip. So you could get a chance to uh, to get a few-day vacation on beautiful Rainy Lake out of Doherty's houseboats up there. Again, it's a, it's a great organization. I've enjoyed uh, you know reading up on it and seeing what you guys have been up to. And, uh, yeah, I, I think it's a, it's a great thing for the future. Um, and with a whole bunch of new anglers out there, good opportunity for them to get a little more immersed in, in what goes on in the fishing world. Well, what people may or may not know, but, Minnesota is, it's a huge industry here, got a lot of great anglers, and the anglers that make up the Men Fish Sports Fishing Coalition and organization, I mean, it is all the stakeholders within the industry. So this is everybody from the Linders to Babe Winkleman to Steve Panaz to the John Petersons to the Northland Tackles to the Rapalas to the Clam Corporations, all these organizations, that who is, that's who's founded it and that's who started it um and now this the industry along with these anglers are asking all minnesotans who fish to hop on board register for free let us let us represent you in st paul and provide a voice which has been um overlooked because there's there's a for all the monies that are raised for or by sport fishing in minnesota that is supposed to be re-spent on the sport Currently, the reinvestment is less than fifty cents on the dollar, and it needs to uh, it needs to get to need to get all the monies that are promised to anglers needs to get spent on on angling and the resource to make sure that we've got quality fisheries and quality fishing opportunities for generations. All right, for those who have been on uh, online trying to find Chip Lear and uh, typing in fish in the wild side, tell them, Chip Lear, why they why they can't find you that way anymore. Well, you, you should be redirected. Okay. <laughs> Fishing the wild side. But chiplear.com is a, is a new website that I have organized, um, and I've assembled it because as, as my life has evolved, so have my interests. So chiplear.com has still got plenty of fishing information we got tips we got tricks and we got tales of uh of different tours that i've been on but it also is expanded into other areas of my life so it's all of the outdoors i love fishing i also like hiking and running and camping and kind of like what we talked about earlier in this interview is that the the what you get out of spending time outdoors um as much as I'm into tournaments and as much as I love competition in the outdoors, I get just as much in the outdoors from just a sanity standpoint and a little bit of, uh, little bit of serenity that I get from spending time alone in our natural resources. So I talk a little bit about that. I share some experiences and I share other people's experiences and friends of mine, um, that will share those same tales. I've also got a new, podcast that you can be directly linked there and explore different opportunities or explore different people's experiences in the outdoors and how they utilize the outdoors to uh, to center themselves. And the most recent podcast that's out now is, is uh, from James Linder. We talk about how he grew up 
as a lender inside of the media uh, empire that he grew up in and what he gets from spending time outdoors. And it's really enlightening about how different we all utilize our natural resources to benefit our our everyday life. And James is, is no different. But um, some really good insight on the industry and the media business. Um, also, did a, a, I've got another podcast coming up, which is really exciting. It gets released next week with uh, uh, Northland Fish and Tackle's Jeff Gustafson, along with his sister, Kate Gustafson. And it's a, it's a really insightful interview with a brother and sister that both utilize the outdoors in very unique ways. Jeff, obviously, full-time professional angler in the Bass uh, Master Elite Series tournaments. He's the best of the best. There's, he is competing in the highest level of tournament bass fishing, um, and, but he's got a mindset about how he picks apart bodies of water and how he picks apart his sport and how he gets better at it. His sister, Kate, um, who went on to, uh, as, as, a, as a young female athlete, uh, grew up, learned how to skate, learned how to play hockey, eventually went on to play Division One hockey, women's hockey in Canada, took it to a very high level, as high as you could go um, from a national competition standpoint in Canada, left hockey, went into running, got into running, and then that to the next level all the way to become literally the fastest Canadian woman in the Boston Marathon just a couple of years ago. Wow. And if this is what my podcast is really about. Is I want to understand what drives people in the outdoors and how they utilize the sports that they are passionate about to better themselves as people and to better themselves in whatever arena that they focus on. And it, the the Jeff and Kate Gustafson podcast is one I'm really excited for and can't wait for you to listen to because it really is a exploration of parenting, mindset, um, determination, grit, uh, and just the full understanding of how many times you got to stand up, get kicked down, and re-stand up to get to your goals. Because uh, if you think that a professional bass fisherman – or an elitist runner just gets up in the morning and decides they want to run fast or decides <laughs> they want to compete with the best in the bass world, doesn't work that way. It takes a lot of years and a lot of effort and a lot of grit to get there, and understanding that journey is really fun. You know, it's not a great business model for me to let a competitive product uh, talk about their product on my show, especially when it's better than mine. So, <laughs> I don't know about that. But, uh... <laughs> well, I, I really like the, what you do because, you know, you do have an insight and you know people uh, and, and it allows you to, to get those inside stories, which I really enjoy. So I, I, I love your podcast and I recommend anybody listen to it. Well, thank you very much. It's really fun. It's brand new. It's just getting off the ground. I got a lot to learn from people like you. Um, I, uh, it, it's, it's really been it's fun exploring the journey that people ha- take through their lives and how they are utilizing the outdoors to make themselves better people. And that's in today's day and age, especially with a lot of the social issues that we're dealing with, um, taking a little time by yourself getting outdoors and a little uh, maybe a, a little self-interpretation and a little reflection on what's really important in life 
might make us all get along that much easier. Yeah, absolutely. Well, before we wrap it up, just give us a quick recap. If we're heading out fishing here in the next few days, where should we go and what should we be fishing for and what do we need to bring with us? Um, well, if you're going to hit the area lakes, I mean, I would I would certainly head to the rim of just about every lake and find a, a weed bed. I would probably concentrate on that deep bed of that weed bed. I would throw some sort of deep diving crankbait. I would vary the retrieve speeds um, a little bit to incite some sort of reaction out of these fish. And I would also follow it up with a simple jig and plastic worm um, and uh, presentation just to and be chasing. For the most part, I'm chasing I'm chasing bass or whatever the heck really bites. But it's going to be a lot of a lot of bass fishing right now because they're down there. They're in these. In the deep edge of the deep edge of these weed beds, which is probably somewhere between about twelve to fifteen feet, and uh, there'll be some hungrier fish down down in that deep edge there, and just have fun with it. And when is the first uh, NWT event again? First NWT event on live will be twenty three and twenty four of July. So just a we're just a couple of weeks away. He's Chip Lear from ChipLear.com, National and State uh, Fishing Hall of Famer, and a great guy to boot. Love having him on the show. Chip, thanks for the time. Enjoy the rest of your summer. Thanks, Kevin. Have a great day. Call of Duty Modern Warfare is here, and so is Mountain Dew. Roger that. Now you can unlock in-game rewards like only Dew can. Wait. What rewards? A dual operator skin. Man, I love operator skins. Dual double XP, and even Call of Duty points. You're kidding me. Double XP and Call of Duty points? This is incredible. I can't believe it. Soldier, get a hold of yourself. Oh, roger that. Look for specially marked packaging and visit mtndugaming.com for details and restrictions. Open to U.S. residents 17 plus. Call of Duty points available on 12 and 24 packs and free 20 and 23.